Where is your focus in wildlife photography? This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye. And in this episode, I'm gonna just steer away a little bit from the interviews with all the staff. I have about five or six of them to go. So I'll get those out of the way next week. Just a bit of a break of, um, of routine for now. We've got a big strategy week this week, so lots of meetings. And I thought I'll just change gears just for a little bit. So the theme for this episode, where is your focus in wildlife photography? I originally had only one thing that I wanted to kind of look at, but as literally as I recorded the, the intro, I'm like, ah, okay, there's more to this. So where I wanted to come at this from is the focus. Is your focus on the actual camera work behind the camera, making the images in the field, or is your focus more in your post-processing? Now, there's no right or wrong here, and I truly deeply believe that if you are not focusing in equal amounts on both of those, your actual creating of the images and then the processing of the images, I think you're leaving image quality on the table. I really do. But I think most of us lean one way or the other. So I speak for myself here. I've been, over the last, since COVID really, maybe a bit before, I've been very heavy on the side of camera. I want to be in the field behind my camera. And the proof for me is if I open my Lightroom catalog and I go back to 2019, from then to now, I don't think there's one single directory or, 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 yeah, or folder that I've processed completely, that I've gone in, I've cataloged like I used to, and so on and so forth. I just can't. It doesn't excite me. It doesn't feel creative. And this kind of links to an episode I did a few episodes ago here on the podcast where I spoke about the a more positive approach to how you how you sort through and figure out your images. So normally I would do BNX. You can go and listen to the episode. Um, I'll pull up the, the episode and I'll tell you what it is. But the idea always was I would go in and I would start, which are the bad ones, which is the good ones, which am I going to process, um, which am I going to delete? And the approach for me was very negative because it was all based on what's bad. And from there, whatever's left, I would process. So for me to go in and say, okay, cool, I like this one, I'm going to process that. So that's made a huge difference for me. And I think I'm going to stick to that. I really do. So just quickly, the episode that I spoke about this at length, Simplifying Your Post-Processing, is episode 421. Now, the idea for me is I want to go in, I want to choose my images that I like, I want to process them because I like them and it's fun and move on. It's a, it's, a, it's a better headspace for me, right? Rather than what's bad, get rid of them. Okay, what's left? These must be the ones. That's, I can't do that anymore. I literally, it, it just kills me to go and sit and try and do that. Now, on that, I think that, and, and, and I base this on what I see on safaris and when I speak to people. The biggest place where people are shooting themselves in the foot in order to become a better photographer that produces better wildlife images is in the choosing of the images. I believe this 100%. Sometimes we select these images on emotion. It's like, oh my God, this was an amazing sighting. It must be good. No, it's not really that good, Sarah. It's just an average shot. You just feel strongly about it. But that to me is the biggest thing. Sometimes we, we choose too far. Sometimes, and, and look, a lot of it in wildlife photography is to do with the animal behavior and 
how you understand the small nuances in movement and positioning of an animal and how that translates to someone who knows. So that is a big part. And I think there's there's learning to be done for, for all of us in the field. Learn better animal behavior, appreciate the subject more, and that'll pull through because you'll know which images to choose, right? But the two camps, the two parts, there's the shooting and then there's the processing. And I'm just scared that a lot of people are leaning very heavily towards the editing side of it, not the shooting side. Now, a lot of you might say, no, no, it's not me, it's not me. But look at the amount of time. People often on safari, they get great shots, and the first thing they want to do is get back to the camp or the lodge to go and look at and process their images. Why not hang on to the feeling in the field just a little bit longer? Why not try and make more images? Because we, we, we so... And I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's an education thing where people don't understand the details of of their camera deep enough so that they can try different things, or if it's just the the very visual element of sitting in front of your computer, moving sliders side to side and seeing shit happen. Maybe it's that. But and this is an unfortunate but social media comes in because the faster I can process it, the better I can process it, the more I'm going to get on social media. That to me is a problem as well. I think we need to be equally invested in the shooting and the editing. Because in the past, digital photography, when we shot film, I would go out, I would film, photograph, whatever. From there, I would take my roll of film to wherever I developed it. They would develop it. And then afterwards, I would choose the ones that I'm going to keep. I remember for those of you in South Africa, we had a company called CNA. That's where my mom always took ours. And then they had the boo-boo bin. So when you get back your images that's been processed, you can select which one stays in the boo-boo bin and you don't pay for them. But this is the thing. The workflow there was shooting was your main thing. You then handed over the processing to someone else and only then did you select which ones to keep or not after you've seen them processed, right? Now, we some people I see deleting in the field. They just delete, delete, delete because I need to make space. Uh, buy a new memory card, it's safer. Um, and then when they get to the camp, the first thing they do is start deleting and this and that. Doesn't it stand to reason that if you get back to camp and you've had a great morning of shooting and you go in and you look for your good images, the ones that make you feel good, that you really like, and move on, you're going to have more time on safari and you're going to get better images. I believe this. I do. I really, really do. There's, there is an argument to be made for the structure of your processing, but that could come in more once you've selected your 10, 20, 35 ones that you like. We spend an, an, a ridiculous amount of time looking through our images in post-processing and getting stuck in Lightroom. So, and I, I've mentioned this before, I've had some people who, who, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'll do some Lightrooming. What does that mean? Like, are you just going to go in and are you just going to Lightroom for the sake of Lightrooming? Like, are you going to jump around? Are you going to catalog? The answer there for you to be more um, to more efficient at what you're trying to do would be I'm going to process images from my Mara trip, look for the best ones, and get them processed. That makes sense. But just to Lightroom for Lightroom's sake, I feel unfortunately there's a lot of that happening. People want to Lightroom, and maybe it's because subconsciously we know you can't hurt the images in Lightroom because it's raw. You can't hurt them. Uh, maybe it's because you can see the visual. I don't know why, but Lightrooming for Lightroom's sake is rather pick up your camera and go photograph. So I think those two parts, the creating of the image and the editing of the image are two things that you need to assess for yourself and say, okay, cool, where is my focus? Where am I better? 
and where am I putting my attention? Like, and if you're really honest and serious about your photography, if you say to yourself, I'm better at post-processing, then you should be putting your attention in the shooting side of it. And vice versa, if you feel that your shooting's better, then you should be putting most of your attention towards the processing side of it. Digital photography is not a thing anymore of the two sides. I'm spreading that up just for conversation's sake. But the entire thing, from when you shoot the image until you produce the final image, that's all one process. I say often to my guests in the field, shoot for your processing. If it's a very high dynamic range scene or there's very bright, very dark areas that you want to focus on, shoot for your processing, knowing what you can do there um, so that the, the raw file might look wrong to most, but you're shooting with intent. So those two parts for me, the, the shooting of and the processing and editing of, I think those you need to ask yourself a serious question. Say, where am I with this? Where am I with this? Am I shooting just to shoot to get stuff to process? Or am I really executing as much as I can and then moving it over? Again, for me, it has to be 50-50. Actually, it has to be 100-100, like a relationship. It's not uh, a relationship. is isn't matter of 50-you, 50-me. It's 100-you, 100-me. And I think that's what we need to get to from a photography point of view, those two parts. It's vital. Now, as I recorded the intro to this and I said, where is your focus? The other thing that came to mind is why do you do it? Is your focus on the wildlife side of it or is your focus on the photography side of it? There's no right or wrong answer, but, <laughs> but I believe, and I can't, I must go look this up, who said this quote, you can only photograph well the things you truly love. And wildlife photography for me should be more about wildlife than it is about, is about photography. The more you understand animal behavior, the more you understand wildlife, the more you understand ecosystems and weather and sunrises and sunsets, the more you understand that world, the better your photographs will be. You can learn all the technical variables you want. You can come from a wedding photographer space. You can come from a city, a commercial photographer. I've seen professional photographers who charge a shit ton of money for their, for their work come on safari and in their realm, in their genre, they crush it. But in wildlife, it's not just about you and your camera. It's about what the wildlife is doing. That's why, to me, I found a nice creative outlet in landscape photography because there I have to make it happen. That waterfall is not going to do anything different anytime soon. It's the light and me, right? Where with wildlife, so much, so much in wildlife photography depends on what that thing does. What is the leopard going to do? The elephant, the sable, the pangolin, the polar bear, the tiger. What is it doing at the time and how are you going to document it? So again, is your focus more on wildlife or is your focus more on photography when you're in the field? Again, I believe if you want to execute to your maximum potential, it has to be 100% of both. That's why some photographers excel, and that's why their images look better in the long run. Anybody can get lucky. Anybody can get lucky. You can be the world's best wedding photographer. You know jack shit about lion behavior. You can take the images at the right time, process it, and people think, oh my God, that's amazing. But can you do it again and again and again? My focus... I believe that the focus should be 100% on the animals and 100% in your photography if you want to do this and be better long-term. Better long-term. If I had to put my hat on one side, I would go with the animal behavior. I would go with the wildlife. Because that, if you can predict where something's going to be, what they're going to do, your chances of creating magical images increases exponentially. That's the magic. 
and you can even fuck up your settings just a little bit, you're still going to have a very powerful image because of what the thing did. A sleeping lion, great, beautiful, privileged to see them in the wild, but you can execute all your technical variables on that sleeping lion. It's not going to make it better. You know what I mean? So again, where is your focus in wildlife photography? Is it wildlife? Is it photography? Or do you have a nice balance between the two of them? Because I believe that's where long-term longevity and strong portfolios come from. On the other side, where is your focus? Is your focus more on shooting? Do you feel more comfortable with that and you feel a little bit uncomfortable with your processing or vice versa? Are you still uncertain about some settings on your camera and you don't know how to use them, but you feel comfortable inside the ecosystem of Lightroom and Photoshop? That's a very important question. It's a very important question. If you had to ask yourself, look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I 100% confident with my ability, with my camera in hand? Can I use all of the settings as and when needed? Do I understand how to very quickly on the fly change the things that matters? If you can't do that, you are leaving image quality on the table. So that's it. That's really it. The question, where is your focus for wildlife photography? In the field or on your computer? Animals or photography? has to be a balance. I also think we can go further and say, what's your focus? Why do you do it? I mean, do you do it? And this is often a thing. People say, I want to be a conservation photographer, this, that. Uh, no, John, you're just another wildlife photographer who puts conservation in their, in their bio. You don't do anything specific. The more clear, and I've said this many, many times, the more clear you are of what you are shooting for. Are you shooting for a digital image that's going to go on, 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 on Instagram? Are you shooting to create massive prints? Are you shooting for an interior designer who has a certain look and feel? Are you creating a book? Are you shooting for competitions? That, where is your focus? Because the focus for shooting for Instagram is very, very, very different to creating fine art or to creating a book portfolio. So again, food for thought. Where is your focus? In the field in your camera or on your laptop? Do you focus on the wildlife side of it more or do you focus on the photography side of it more? Or do you have, are you lucky enough and you need to be honest with yourself, do you have a balance between those? Because that's where the magic is. If you can find the balance and you can focus on evenly your camera and Lightroom as well as the animals and photography, I think that's when you're going to win. I really, really do. Anyway, I'm going to get back to the office. Guys, thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts on this, please let me know. Uh, always love hearing from you. And like I mentioned, if you want to touch a little bit deeper into the simplifying your post-processing from a positivity point of view, go and check out episode 421 of the Wild Eye podcast. Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for lending me your ears. I will chat in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.